0: hey what's going on everybody it's justin from the survival of the artist podcast and today after a bit of a break we are back with episode 23 and i'm here with my guest fern of the social club misfits what up fern
1: what's going on justin man thank you man thank you for having me today
0: yeah all the way from florida and uh
1: absolutely
0: we, this, where we, bundled
1: yeah, <laughs> we bundle up at 65 <laughs> degrees yeah we bundle up at
0: 65 it's 65 here I'm ready to go outside in a, in a tank top um, home
1: of home of the warm winter absolutely
0: home of the warm winter and a funny story on how Fern is on this podcast is that I just tweeted at him that I had a dream that we were eating tacos him and I and Marty and Chad Horton and uh, you know he, he liked the tweet and said hey come on my podcast so I was like oh okay I was not expecting that and then I said well if I'm going to be on yours then you need to be on mine and here we are absolutely so yeah
1: man you knocked out my podcast man thank you for stopping by we had a nice talk over there
0: yeah yeah it was nice it, this, this, yeah, is definitely, man, this is definitely the talking season so we, we, gave, we gave a little bit of an intro but I want to hear from you who are you what do you do and what would you say is your claim to fame? What do people know you by?
1: My name is Fern. Uh, I uh, I guess I'm a rapper by trade. I'm a human being by the grace of God. Uh, you know, 400 trillion to one. 400, uh, what is it? 400 trillion to one shot of being a human being. Shout out Gary V. Um, <laughs> so shout out God for allowing me to be one of those. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Uh, my name is Fern, like I said. Um, I rap. I'm one half of the Social Club Misfits um, with my partner Marty. Man, we've been blessed uh, to be able to make music and just do a bunch of things and travel the United States. Been to New Zealand one time. I would say um, claim the fame sounds so crazy, like it's such a weird thing. But like, what people would probably know me the most by is uh, is by being in the group Social Club Misfits. Me and my buddy, man, we've had have the pleasure to, like, I feel, you know, impact the culture uh, during the last 10 years. And Social Club is going to be around 10 years next year. Wow. Nice.
0: Nice. It's been quite a journey for Um, y'all. So I know I know you have a a crazy story. So however you want to approach this question, you could go for it, whether you throw your whole life or just you being in Social Club. So how long did it take you to get to where you're at now? As a musician, as a rapper?
1: Well, you know what I'm saying? Uh, I've been rap. I, I, I thought about it the other day. Somebody was talking about those 10,000 hours breaks down to like five years, 40 hours a, a week. You know how they say you master yeah, something yeah, at 10,000? Yeah. 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 Shout out my man D Rock over there, May- VaynerMedia, Media, Gay of Vietnam Boys. Shout out Mike Boy, too. That um, yeah, 10,000 hours breaks down to basically, you know, five days a week, 40 hours. I mean, five, five, uh, was it, five days a week, 40 hours a week, you know? So anyway, uh, I feel like I definitely did that. I was thinking about it. I'm like, yo, I did that, (laughs) like, standing on my head, like, four or five times already. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And, yeah, so it's just been crazy. But, um, you know, I've been able to, like, use that talent to just, you know, make music. And, you know, i uh, I just been happy to be able to, like, just – you know, still be able to make an impact, still be able to, like, still be asked for. Like, I've been doing features and stuff like that. And, like, there's actually, I thought about it, too, man. Like, I did a bunch of features the last couple weeks. I know that's random as heck, but I thought about it. One thing you'll know, and I had to think about on my podcast, I may forget a thought, so I may ramble on (laughs) sometimes. But I was like, yo, in this season, like, yo, it's been so crazy and dope and just, like, just amazing, man. But, like... God's just been good, man. I've just been able to like, keep it together and just like, be a good, strong father for my kids. And
2: awesome. I know
1: that totally like switched around from the question, but I just started going with it because like, that's how I was feeling on my spirit for a sec. Like, uh, I was just getting the kids out of the pool. Um, and like, I'm just like, wow, like I get to see them every day. Uh, it's just been a nice feeling, you know, nice contrast to, you know, what it was for the last five years kind of moving so fast. And you know traveling every day and mm-hmm. you know sometimes even even when you're on a good tear even when you're, you're you're loving what you're doing you know how they say oh if you love it's never work i'm like nah it's still over it's still always work yeah it's especially still if you work, have you know? a family
0: and it's keeping you
2: away yeah.
1: from yeah yeah so it's still always work and you know i just have a respect for the work you know what i mean mm-hmm. i have respect for the work and um and I appreciate the work, and I thank God for the work, and I'm grateful for the work, you know? I know that spun off, but I just, I, I caught that thought and I went with it, but I'll <laughs> grab, let's grab back on where you were at, though. So. Nah, well, in in a roundabout way, you
0: answered it, because I said, how long did it take you to get to where you're at, and basically you Oh, you know what, about, wait, 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 let me get that. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, go, I, go, I'll go. nail that, I'll, I'll, nail that. Like, basically, <laughs> like, like I said, I've been rapping, I've been rapping for many years, like, since I was like 18, you know what I mean? Like, already making a few dollars from rap professionally, um, you know, uh, I've been signed before and, and things of that nature. So I was already like kind of on my way before Instagram, before there was social media, people knew about me per se in my state, in my community, in my city, um, through the radio stations. And, you know, it was an amazing time, but, um, I, I would think like, since I came home from prison 2010, um, you know, it took about you know, we were independent social club for a few years, but I guess it, it took like 10 years to get here. 10 years. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, but but you've seen the journey. I, I guess I don't even know if I could say that because you've seen the journey. We've already been blessed to do. We were blessed to do a couple of things, you know, less than 10 years ago. You know what I'm saying? Right. Um. So it's just like, it's, it, it's crazy, man. I thought about it. It went by so quick. I was looking at pictures from 2013, 2014. I'm like, wow. You know, the time you know, just flies by. But uh, I guess I said in the song, I tell you, it took me 15 years to make it overnight or something like that. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, man,
1: maybe you, that has-
0: you, ch- you charted on Billboard twice with, with the albums, right? And you guys, you were number one, right, with the album?
1: Yeah, so, like, yeah Social Club has been blessed, man. It's been a blessing from God, you know? Um, and And, you know, sometimes I just wake up every day and I'm like, man, that's so cool that we've been able to be a part of that you know, that's just being honest, you know, um, yeah. I love making music. We've been, we've just been blessed, man. You know, I've seen a lot of people come and go in this industry. I've seen a lot of people start off, uh, around the same time we started and, um, and have gone on to do other things. And, you know, it's just been amazing that God has allowed us to just, uh, be in that musical lane. and has allowed us to be in it for so long. Like I said, almost 10 years. So,
0: yeah, no, that's crazy. So now I want to talk like, kind of prior and you mentioned it a little bit that you were signed but prior to social club uh as you were kind of a budding you know latino rap artist what were you doing back then to try to get noticed like i know the industry is completely different you know yeah. from 15 years ago but back then what was that grind and hustle like for you
1: yo it was like when i was like 18 years old and i was just freestyling in cars and and we would go for like during lunchtime we would go to a different high school and battle other rappers at their parking lot during lunchtime then they would come and battle us in our parking lot it was super organic like we would go to house parties every single weekend house parties and our buddies were djs and they were always setting up cyphers at every house party we were known for rapping me and my friends were known for rapping everywhere anywhere in Hollywood, you know what I'm saying? Like, we were going to be there. We were going to be rapping. And then I was on the radio. Um, I remember my boy, shout out DJ LA, um, Hollywood legend. And uh he he got a phone call one day. We would always congregate at his crib. And there was all of us, you know, all the homies always rapping and just chilling. And then one day he got a phone call from one of the big radio DJs. I was like, hey, man, you got a rapper there that, you know, one of your buddies who kind of like, you know, really got it together, could really like, you know, maybe pen some jingles for me and, 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 you know, do some like hip hop commercials, you know, kind of do some jingles for the radio station, you know, some spots, some beds, you know? Yeah. Um, and so he's like, yeah, I got somebody for you. And he called me, he's like, yo, friend, come over here. And so I go over there and he's like, yo, uh, shout out, uh, DJ, S- Felix Slam, asama power 96 legend. Uh, this around, you know, this is late nineties, you know what I'm saying? Um, wow. and I, yeah this is like 98 uh, 97 98 yo i'm dating myself but so what i still can spit it so it ain't no problem <laughs> <laughs> so look so look so yo so he's like hey you tell your boy to come through um and you know what i'm saying and maybe we could work on something so what i started doing and how i started getting my foot in the industry nobody knows this you're the first one to get to school yes was i would i would write i would write um jingles for this DJ um, and so he would be like okay, friend, write this jingle about Club Roxy, uh, Monday Night, Live Remote, and Sama, DJ so-and-so we're gonna be there, it's ladies night, free drinks till 12 whatever, like he would give me all the facts right? Mm-hmm. And then I would write a rap about it, you know what I'm saying? And I would pick out beats and then my boy would kind of like string them in a medley so it'd be like all the illest beats that are trending at the time and um and maybe in the top 18 countdown and he would make me a nice little medley of beats maybe about you know depending on the spot he'd be like make it a minute or make it half a minute yeah. uh, and I would just do a rap according to the length and I would write something and it would just blend into the different beat to the different beat and sometimes I would like kind of rap like the rapper from the song that was popping would do it and just to kind of catch the attention because it was a commercial spot so back in the days man we had beepers I remember getting beeped late at night like from all my friends who would hear these commercial spots. And I would get a little notoriety. People knew me from being that commercial guy. And then, you know, from then, uh, I met my other DJ friend who also from the radio station, super legend, DJ Laz. And he had me do some commercials for Starburst, which was really like my wow. first ever debut do- doing bilingual rap. This is 98. And I remember, and you can look this up. This is history. I know you got real good Google skills. Uh, it was a campaign. <laughs> it was a campaign called... Juicissimo by Starburst means means the juiciest in Spanish, right? Yeah. And so DJ, DJ Laz, um, me, um, and I I had two of my friends come with me and I also had them work on the record as well. And I remember, man, we did that commercial. with played for like 13 weeks up the East Coast, the West Coast. It was on the radio all the time. Um, and it was a crazy time, man, because I remember making like, I think it was like fifteen hundred bucks he paid me. And, like, I went and got uh, uh, the double-din radio, which is the CD and the tape deck, which is, like, almost like a big old block square to go in the center of my Honda Accord. And if you heard my raps, um, I said 95... I said 99 had the double-din. That's a double-din radio. I I remember buying that with one of my first checks of being a professional rapper for doing that Starburst commercial. Um, But, yeah, man, like, I've been blessed to be... uh, to kind of be or have been noticed before there was Instagram or social media or anything. And because I was kind of partnered with the radio station, I would always go to the concerts, like the power 96 powerhouse, which they did, you know, the yearly big concert that every radio station does. So I'm always backstage. I'm, you know what I mean? I'm linked up. I'm in there. So I'm, I mean, everybody, I get to meet everybody. I'm taking pictures with everybody. I'm like 17, 18 years old. Um, You know what I mean? I'm going to clubs. I'm meeting everybody. I'm getting good connections. And, you know, before you know it, like, uh, you know, great opportunities are are approaching. And, like, people kind of know me from the DJ And they're vouching for me. I did some records with them, which I remember even in 98, it made, like, Casey Kasem's Top 40 on a Sunday. It was like, <laughs> <laughs> wow. it was, yeah, I promise you it's all googleable, man. I promise you it's all documented history, man. I've been blessed for a long time. It's like I lived three lifetimes already. Were,
0: were you were you going by the name Fern back then?
1: Always, man. You know what? <laughs> Actually, probably in 98, my first debut record with DJ Labs, I think they had me as Fern Rock. Fern like, Rock. Um, yeah, my boys used to call me Fern Rock in high school. We used to put rock after everybody's name, no matter what my boy Pete he was Pete Rock, everybody was somebody, you know what I'm saying like <laughs> we just it was kind of like graffiti culture,
0: yeah, yeah, you know yeah. what
1: I'm saying, yeah, I'm giving you the crazy scoop, like nobody's really trying to dig like that, but because that's so cool, man, I promise you like if you if if somebody really wants to dig and really ask the right questions, I'm always deliver the right you know interview because. Man, what a different time it was in Miami and Hollywood around those times, you know, those music uh uh nineteen ninety eight to uh, through two thousand two, the free the, the hip hop golden era. Uh,
2: yeah.
1: but down south I was I was living that through South Florida, you know what I'm saying? So uh it was just a it was just a different time, man.
0: Yeah, that's insane. So and event- we were
1: rapping everywhere. We were rapping everywhere, son. In, in parking lot, it didn't matter, all we did was rap all day. <laughs> It, we didn't have no Instagram. We didn't have no nothing. No distractions. So all we had was CDs. We have Kazaa. We have LimeWire. We got instrumental CDs. That's what we got. We're pulling up to anywhere. Like, yo, who, who got a CD player? We need a rap. Like, that's all it was. <laughs> we rapping everywhere. Oh, what y'all gonna do? All right, we'll be in the car. We'll be rapping. We, we'll just be chilling. And, like, I guess all those years, we were just getting our chops, you know? I, I considered that getting my chops. Yeah. We were literally, those were literally mobile studios. I'm talking about for hours, you know what I'm saying? We would be in each other's houses rapping on the Notorious B.I.G., Your dead-rung instrumental for, like, eight hours, putting in a full-day shift. You know, just freestyling and chilling. Um, long nights getting bent, you know what I mean? Like, those long nights back in the day, just, like, you know, just kind of like being with your friends and you're drinking a little bit and uh you know you're just freestyling the night away man and I remember those nights man um I kind of just really attribute that to me getting my chops too man because I mean and I I definitely got probably over 50 way more I don't know 100,000 hours worth of rapping brother (laughs) but I really gotta be something like that
0: too too many (laughs) too many hours gotta be uh, yeah so eventually you were doing all this cool stuff eventually you got offered a record deal by sony was it i believe
1: yeah well in 2004 man uh shout out to my brother sosa man he was always uh involved in the music scene out there and the club scene in south beach and he heard about this thing that was going down sony Latin was doing a project called sinicato and what they were doing was kind of like getting ahead of the curb and trying to get spanglish or uh latin hip hop on kind of like american hip hop beats or uh let me rephrase that and say kind of like spanish and latin hip hop lyrics on kind of american hip hop beats and kind of bring that culture and try to unify it yeah, yeah, yeah. and and we were kind of and we were doing that and we and and then you know what um i actually have um you know music i, I might be able to send you some snippets that you might oh. be able to play with this podcast um so You know it was just a different time and um so make a long story short you know my friend introduced me to some people um we were like in Miami like having pizza or whatever just one night clubbing and it was just some people from Sony and they were getting ready to do this project and they were they said yo we're gonna have a meeting on Tuesday night come to the Sony building on Lincoln in South Beach and that was the first meeting uh it was like nine artists and what they were doing was you know, looking for the nine best Latin artists in the city or, you know, that they could get their hands on that were local um, and kind of try to work with them and kind of just let that, let those be the the nine new artists coming out of Sony Latin at that time. They were trying to come, come in hard, but they were doing it with, even though everybody was separate, they had one big movement. So the movement was Sindicato, AKA a .a. a syndicate, you know what I'm saying? So Um, you know, so we did that and we were doing good. We started doing shows. We went to Orlando, did Calle Orange, the equivalent of Calle Ocho in Miami. We did a couple other shows. We were getting ready to release some music. And you know what? And it's so crazy. You could do the, you could do the timeline chronologically. Um, and you could see that right around the time we were trying to accomplish this reggaeton from Puerto Rico, directly from the Caribbean, from the islands was getting ready to sweep the American culture. It was getting ready to sweep it off its feet, right in two thousand four, two thousand five. Yeah,
0: with Daddy, Daddy Yankee, Daddy Yankee. Yeah, yeah, right Yep.
1: Absolutely, and we actually did a show with Daddy Yankee, and I, and I was seeing that. I'm like, we're doing this, and and basically, this is so huge, and this is definitely going to overlap this at this time. But ironically, you know, the hip hop is here now, but they finally found a way to coincide together, or, or, or to be able to um, both live together because you see the latin trap and latin reggaeton is so huge and they're living together and it's crazy now um whereas before it was just like you know the the one was trying to live you know just the reggaeton was the biggest mm-hmm. it's just the biggest the mothership of it all but now you see a lot of latin trap it's an amazing sound coming out of the caribbean as well shout out to um shout out to lex guerrero you know what i'm saying everybody at me and shout out to everybody in the you know what i'm saying in the latin culture that's doing their thing right now going heavy they're going hard man crazy sound coming out of there
0: yeah so then so you so you get offered a deal right so what was what was the terms like what was the terms of your deal did you get that
1: far basically yeah basically what happens is this uh the deal was crazy if i look back it was probably the worst deal of all time you know (laughs) because i didn't who knows? But I just know it was going to be five albums English, five albums Spanish. Jeez, it was a ten. It was a ten album deal. <laughs> you'd still be you'd <laughs> and, still and Chuck, be
0: working that off now.
1: Yeah, yo, listen, I ain't gonna lie. I'm gonna send, send you some screenshots. They sent me um, they sent me some old money. They owed me. I have a like twenty three hundred dollars. They sent me. They owed me from like uh from that time frame some old royalties cause they were doing the COVID-19 everybody, you know, like a lot of royalty companies yeah, were yeah, getting their yeah. royalty checks out and I guess they were going through their books and they found some old money <laughs> and I was like, Holy cow, you guys still have my name in those books over there. It's been years, but, um, but basically it was going to be like a 10 album deal, five English, five Spanish. And, um, and, and that was that. I remember having the contract and, you know, I had my, my lawyer, George Tavares, OG lawyer out of Miami. And my man Sosa was there with me helping me walk through the deal. And, you know, but we never really got to do the deal because, you know, we'll we'll drift into that part of the story if you want to as well. But, you know, like a month later after I signed, I got arrested. You know what I'm saying? So I remember, you know, the cops finding the contract in the glove compartment and was just like, yo, this guy's a rapper, huh? And I was like, hey yeah so, but yeah, I got signed, and you know people, I guess obviously they saw the vision, they saw the potential they saw that um there was something we could work with together and and to make a partnership, but it never got to really flourish into anything, unfortunately,
0: but that was one of your many lives, so now but that
1: was yeah you
0: you yeah. fast you fast forward all these years later when when you're out of prison and you're with Marty starting social club, and you guys are independent, and now all of a sudden, for the second time in your life. Most people don't get a first time, but for the second yeah, time I got
1: the second I got the second whim.
0: You were offered a record deal with Capital C M G. So yeah. why why do you, at the time, why was the record deal the way to go for you guys? Like
1: Well, you know what though? We were independent for four and a half, five years. Yeah. Before the the record deal came call before the record deal came calling. You know what I'm saying? We definitely had leverage when we sat at the at the at the table with Capital, you know, we, we had a lot of data and numbers and you know things to be discussed and we had a lot of leverage so it was definitely a great opportunity for us um and uh yeah so you know shout out to all the indie artists out there who have a good situation sometimes you don't need a label man and sometimes you have a situation that's at the point that you may have reached you know your zenith or your peak as an indie person and you just kind of need that you know extra uh, You know you're doing good, you're doing great, but you want to keep going to another level. But you kind of you know peak a little bit as an indie. Like there's only certain Mm -hmm. you know God bless. There's certain indies that just are are wow. You know they could do whatever, but certain indies they wind up hitting a a ceiling. And uh, and a record label sometimes comes through and and it's beneficial. You know they work out a good partnership deal. You have the leverage. You can work out a good publishing split. Um, If uh, you have that, you know in your favor, that's and so it was a good deal, you know. So, so that's so that's where you guys were at. On the lawyers. And that's where we were at, you know. For the most part, we had a we were independent. We did all our stuff for four and a half years. So when the record and 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 I guess at the time we just kind of seen that we had done it all for for what we wanted to do, you know. As I mean, as far as when it came to rap, we were you know there's always many accolades to do and many accolades to achieve. But you know, we were doing tours. We were you know kind of charting a bit. You know, we we're feeding our families. Felt good about that. And, you know, so we felt good about that. And so when the record label came calling and we were able to do a partnership with them and uh, a lot of things were in our favor and leaning towards our favor, um, it kind of worked out for us. It was just like the window was just the right time. It was the right timing, the right opportunity, the right deal to the right people, from the right people, with the right lawyers in place to be able to, like, kind of guide us and give us the guidance we have accountants to watch, you know, everything that's coming into our banks and kind of mm-hmm. keep us in check. So it's just been it's just been a, an amazing time. You know, once we started to get a little bit more corporate, we didn't just do it like, oh, just do this. But don't don't hire the lawyer. No, you have to hire the lawyer. Then you have to get the accountant. And then some people could be like, hey, man, I'm not in the budget for that. And then like, I, you know, it's it's not about having the budget for that. It it becomes about once you could hit a certain level, these certain things just, you know, you're, they're just necessary. You know what I'm saying? You'll mm-hmm. be able to, like, once you, you'll know when you're there because you'll be able to, you know, make these things happen and facilitate these things. And, you know, you'll just, um, you know, streamline your business and keep it lean and, you know, for the most part, but um, there's just certain things you can't do on your own anymore. Um, yeah. It's, it's an amazing thing when you have a record a label partner up with an artist and they kind of could see eye to eye and, and, you know, that's really a beautiful thing because I've seen you know, artists who have partnered with the label and you know, and they're not with the label. And um and make a long story short, it's not for everybody. But that doesn't mean indie's not good either. Like I said, man, I shout out to all them people killing the indie. There's a lot of people killing the indie. Um but every now and again you get a dope situation with the label, and that's uh where I think we are. Um we got an awesome. album that uh we got an album now that we're working on um for the fall. Marty's got a solo album that's coming out soon. Um, I got off the phone with Street Runner like last week. We're already like uh, preliminary talks and for my solo stuff. That's another Easter egg nugget for you. Yeah, so I already got three songs in. I got three. uh, Yo, I'm sitting on something nice. I already got three songs in. I got two surprises I can't really talk about. If I talked about it here, they probably wouldn't happen. Um, (laughs) That's how how preliminary they are, but I'll probably talk to you offline about them and kind of just... You know, feed your brain on that, but it's too exclusive. And if I said it, like I said, Ooh. I'll probably jinx it. <laughs> but, yo, this time when I drop, I'm going to make it. I'm going to make it like, like, I still got people who show me love and like, yo, for the first one you did, man, that joint was fire, this and that. That joint was a classic, boom, boom, boom. Um, I'm going to make sure that if they felt like that, you know, this this blows that. Uh, that expectation totally out the water dope yeah Yeah. man like i you know i've been sitting on a lot of of lebron's and unreleased material and and just like always wanted to like put together a beautiful you know body of of work to follow up the last one and street runner is always my guy so i always go to him so we already started creating yeah yep so yeah man i want
0: i want everybody to know uh that's listening to that fern Keep keeps sending me tracks like every couple of days just on my phone. I'm not asking him for anything. He just sends them no context. He's just like, bam, freestyle, bam, here we go. Yeah, but right. like, i like, this guy's working.
1: <laughs> every single day, yeah. If, if, yeah.
0: And, and also I want to say that I kind of uh, glossed over it, and it's an important part of Fern's story, his whole transformation from, you know, what happened that – got him to prison and outside of prison and starting social club. But that information, you know, is out there. You can hear that Fern talking about, you can hear it in his music. Oh, absolutely. Um, So I don't want to like dive too deep into that, but I would encourage you, especially if you've never heard of Fern and you're listening to this now, that gives you something to go look up, go look up his music, go look up uh, his videos where he's talking about everything that happened. It's a crazy story. Um, yeah, so definitely didn't want to ignore that. We're just trying to like hit the point. No, yeah,
1: no, I, that's what I, I love that you did that because I don't want to do those questions here. Those are already yeah. answered on previous. Yeah, absolutely. That's smooth that you did that. Um, yeah, uh, you guys could look up like a Fern testimony or, or on the social club uh, YouTube channel. We have uh, Marty and Fern testimonies or just there's a lot of content.
0: Yeah. So I wanted to ask you, you, you and Marty are, are super creative. You guys are, are very fun guys. So what are some outside-of-the-box promotions or ideas that have proved successful for you guys over the years?
1: Uh, the, new, the new Misfit Mask. I mean, <laughs> obviously, it's like, obviously, the timing is more than right. But, I mean, those things, I mean, we sold out immediately as soon as we put them up. Then we put up another 600, and they went. And wow. so... um. But obviously, you know, uh, those are well, you know, and on tour is always different than online, to be honest with you. Sometimes like maybe a maybe a um last Black Friday, not this one that just passed, but the last one before that. You know what I'm saying? Two years ago or so. We it was a crazy time online and we did really well. And then sometimes like maybe this Black Friday that passed sewn like two shirts. <laughs> 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 like you can't you can't really call it man like you know what i'm saying um but on the road you know shout out to all the artists out there i know you know y'all going through it we are going through it out here man um we miss doing them shows we miss you know being able to uh be with the people and kind of share our lives and share jesus with the people but you know and one of the blessed things for us as well is that we get to sell some merch and kind of just get the um you know make a little bit of extra income so um not only do we have the shows canceled but we have we get less chance to sell merch so you know absolutely that yeah. that's happened and 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 you know online sales with everybody you know pretty much all of us are in this together um obviously um we put out merch cuz we always like to you know have it available for our fans and for our family but we know it's hard out there so um yeah it's been a little bit tough
0: yeah but that's that's kind of the uh the beauty of artistry right it's trying to you know, e- even for yourself, 15 years ago, the game was totally different. And then, you know, oh, yeah. you get to the early 2010s and it's like, okay, now we're not we're not selling CDs. How do I adapt to streaming? And now we're in 2020. It's like, okay, now I can't even play shows. So how do we adapt to even uh, not being able to play shows and only making money off of streaming? So it's kind of like a, a constant you know, you, you kinda have to be a genius oh, yeah. to be an artist these 15,
1: days. Yeah, absolutely. And fifteen years ago, if this pandemic would've hit, it would have been over, man. You know, like pandemic hits now, like we're at home, we have the internet, we have the phones, we have social media, we could still like literally stay alive. Mm-hmm. I wake up every day and I and I and I'm an artist on this phone every day. You know what I'm saying? Whether if I want to drop a freestyle, whether I want to drop my podcast, whether I want to go live with you or whatever I want to do, I yeah. can be fern the artist any day. There's it doesn't stop. We're one of the blessed, like me, you, you being media, you being a journalist, me and you, um, God bless me as well to you know, be media and journalism and now um and as well as music, you know, we're blessed. Right. We can literally still work remotely from home, and it hasn't necessarily affected us the way we work um besides like obviously you interviewing me at a venue or me doing a venue um right we still we still can you know kind of project our voice we can still be heard
0: right it, it's an amazing thing and and one of the, and one of Technology. those things and one of those things is I, I feel like that longevity goes hand in hand with adaption so for you that means you're transitioning to new things so now you're transitioning to film and I know that you're super passionate about this now. So what's that transition look like for you? Like, what's going on with that?
1: Yeah, you know what, man? Like, uh, earlier on, 2014 in our career, earlier on in our career, we were blessed. Um, We already had, like, a lot of people in this circle, in the genre, you know uh, a movie director named Ryan Lamar. He's a buddy yep. of mine and I had a pleasure of meeting him. He had asked us to be in a movie earlier on, um, the Restore Me movie in 2014 and we weren't available at the time so no, our scheduling wasn't right. And then so like me and him always stayed in touch and I remember like one day randomly I saw that the Canal Street movie because um, mind you, the Canal Street movie filmed for like two years. Like they yeah. filmed it for like two years. And then so like I remember... Like seeing him wrapping up, I seen him on like on Facebook that he was wrapping up, and I was like, "Yo!" I texted him out of nowhere. I was like, "Yo, congratulations, man! You know what I'm saying? My bad, we couldn't work it out. If you ever, you know, think of another role for me on a movie, man, I'm I'm definitely down." And then like five minutes later, he's like, "Yo, I still need you on this movie, <laughs> the <laughs> Canal Street movie. They were doing some other, you know, parts that would go in the movie, and so he flew me out to Chicago, got me my SAG card. Like I'm I'm registered SAG." You know what I'm wow, saying? Um, nice. Everything, you know, they paid me for the day. Everything, man. Legendary. I'm in the movie. I'm in like the first four or five minutes of the movie. Um, and like, so I caught the acting bug and I just love it. And I feel like, you know, it kind of goes hand in hand with music, Memorizing the lines, kind of performing. And, you know, so it kind of went hand in hand. And I kind of feel like I could do it. So I've just been working with Brian. We have a few scripts in the works. We got the... Hey. Yeah, we got a few scripts in the work, man. You know, that's about it. But uh, and and then I got like a, a couple other things that he's got that he's included me on. Shout out Ryan, man, and um, you know, Don Benjamin got a project with him where it's in the works right now. It got picked up as a movie, which is originally going to be kind of like a, a web series, but now it got turned into a movie, so a full production. So I'm I'm guessing after COVID you nineteen, know, every everybody gets. Once everything gets cleared up, more tra- traveling's allowed and things of that nature. Yeah. I guess they'll figure it out then. But there's talks of it. Everything's in the works, and you know we just need we just need the, the green light.
0: That's amazing. So that's so that's your third life. So we're already on the third life. So next, third life. Next yeah. time, next time I interview you, we got to see what life you're, you're. You're what four decades old, but you've lived three lives. So.
1: At, uh, yeah absolutely
0: <laughs> so it's like it's it's almost like every like 12 and a half ish years something uh changes drastically for you
1: um yeah man <laughs> all right so Bless, man. That's amazing. Y-
0: you are so so switching switching gears a little bit i want you to think back like what was your biggest like rock star moment in your career or like a moment of success where you were like standing there and you were like yo like i did it like this is it have you had that moment yet?
1: Ah, uh, you know what, man? Wow, you know, there's a there's Joe. There's been a bunch. It, like <laughs> we've been blessed. Like we've done so many cool things, Jay. You know that. Yeah. What man? We've We've been blessed to do our own headline tours. So almost every night, like of every city of every tour on our headline tours was like emotional and legendary. Like you know, selling out Los Angeles. You know what I'm saying? um the vault, you know, having them having them you know make it go outside because they couldn't even fit it inside. They sold it out three times and like wow. you get out there and then the people are out there. It looks like a sea of people and you and there's a picture to like document it and you can Beautiful. always go back and see it. And it's and it's real and it happened. You know what I'm saying? And then like Passion this year, 2020. Uh we did Passion sixty seven thousand people. Wow. Um you know and it's just amazing. And it's just like I mean the road show in front of 20, you know, 8,000, 12,000, 14,000 by the end of the tour, we've seen 200, maybe 180, 225,000 people in 25 dates. Uh, you know, it's just an amazing thing. Um, so like as far as memorable moments, there's been many, as far as many mountaintop moments, there's been many. Um, and now that, you know, it's amazing you asked me that question because I'm like, wow, there's actually more than one. There's like many to count. Um, <laughs> Yeah, we've been blessed to be in a lot of cool, super dope, strategic places, um, and it's always been God, and God's always guided our career, and the reason that we're still in it right now, and I don't even think we've peaked yet. Um, we still got a couple things to do, you know, before it's all said and done. Um, but it's because we kept God in the center and always include Him and make it about Him um,
0: every. Awesome, awesome. Now let me let me flip that on you. What's what do you feel like? been your biggest failure or moment of regret as an artist
1: oh yeah all right biggest failure like i said i mean i said it in the podcast but i'll say it on yours like i remember one time like i blacked out like i blanked out my lyrics like it felt like it felt like a biggest failure man it did it was like (laughs) i blanked out for like but for a long time son it wasn't even like a quick one um (laughs) we had to like stop the song and it was during tour it was in north carolina and i had just blanked out and i remember staring at the family in the crowd and and everybody in the crowd and i was just like yo my bad
2: <laughs>
1: i get, i didn't remember the words um but that's always been a really bad feeling not to even just tie it to one place if if you ever forget your your lyrics and like it, it's at like a really dope spot or like a cool part in the concert and <laughs> you know what i'm saying like that's probably the biggest failure because uh, like anything else is usually behind the scenes or anything for yeah. the most part like as far as like feeling bad or anything with, you know, music wise, uh, it's just been like probably forgetting my lyrics, man. Um, yeah, behind the scenes or anything like that, like, uh, I don't think I've ever, I don't think I've ever missed a flight. I don't think I've ever, like, I think maybe they lost our luggage once and we got it back. <laughs> Yeah, man, we've been blessed. Like people be like, "Oh, I hate American Airlines." I'm like, dude, I'm like, I don't have that many problems with them. We've always had a good time. Like different strokes for different folks, man. But for the most part, like the career for like as far as missteps or misfortune, man. Like knock on wood, I let me knock on this right here. <laughs> like yo, <know, laughs> it's been amazing, man. For no. the most part, consider- yeah, man. Like uh, I just look forward to making more impact. Uh, making more noise in the culture. We got a bunch of dope records we're recording right now um, with other people, as well as our stuff. Um, so it's been like really fun, even though the year has been looking kind of grim and kind of gloomy um, with us being kind of like at home and stuff like that. But I feel like there's going to be an, a, a great like awakening, a great you know artistic renaissance, even even if it's from home, even if it's limited, even if it's uh, not the same as it was. Art's always yeah. going to find a way to be strong. It's always going to rise. The arts, yeah, the art will always rise to the top because art is always used, you know, to help morale and to help, you know what I mean? To help mm-hmm. push. It's always, it's always played an important part. So um, I look to it to uh, to be stronger, uh, even in this part of the, um, of I guess, you know what, post the it'll be the post-COVID era. The post- you know what I'm yeah. saying? you know like you actually got to say that you actually got to do pre-covid post-covid now
0: well yeah it's it technically it works as bc before covid or before corona oh. there you go all right we
1: keep it the
0: same <laughs> keep it the same yeah I'm, it's funny I'm, I'm glad you mentioned the uh the blanking out from the lyrics thing because you know i i've been in a band for for like 10 years i've i've played shows too and like one of my biggest weaknesses and i think i've said it on this podcast before is memorizing you know my own lyrics and like yeah just, just different things that you do to try to remember like
1: my thing is dude my bad my thing is is that i uh i write so much i write yeah. so much dude I, I i got too many verses to memorize you know what <laughs> i'm saying
0: <laughs> that's what like, i'm saying
1: um, Yo, know, trust me like i'm supposed to be yo i'll make a bold statement i'm supposed to be way like as far as rapping like if I always maybe I didn't say it here, but I always felt like when I went on Sway, I didn't do what I was supposed to do as a rapper. Because when you go on Sway, like it's supposed to change your life,
2: right? You know what I'm right, saying?
1: Right. Um, so, so like as far as my rapping that day, I didn't change my life. As far as the interview, I always loved the interview. I loved what we said, what we stood for. But I, I always felt like, bag, I, I need to get a rematch on there one day because, like, what happens is like, oh man, I got raps that would be like, yo, an amazing time for me. It, it, it would change my life if if people were able to hear the types of things that I'm capable of but haven't necessarily been a big social media guy. I put up freestyles every now and then. But as far as right. like really like displaying, and I even said it that day. I'm like, yo, if we could get into these rhymes in this phone, things would be a little bit different. Because as far as memory, like I got an old, battered brain from <laughs> from my old life. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so like, you know, I just thank God that I've been able to memorize Um, because that's another thing I do pray for my memory and stuff like that the last couple tours have been amazing and they've been the best tours because I've rehearsed and I've practiced and I've taken the time to be considerate of the band and you know of the excellence that we bring and that we look to bring when we come into a city uh, the kind of show that we want to bring to somebody Um, I've really had to like you know you know speak into my own life I'm like yo son you know start rehearsing and start to get this down obviously every artist should know that but you know that's just
2: that yeah. was
1: a struggle man you know we're just moving so fast we had so many new songs we had so many features we were doing a million tours and then we were jumping to our tour and only had three days for rehearsal and back you know what I mean it was just like it was, yeah, 2018 man. was a rough year 2018 was a tough year and when I say tough I mean we did it you seen us do it we won a double award that year and everything you didn't see a sweat but I'm gonna tell you right now that work was put in bro
0: yeah I, I, that, I, that, I believe it and I, Yo, I, I don't have I don't have a hundred thousand hours of uh, of like songs under my name like you do. And even like there'd there be times when I'm saying the second verse first because I couldn't remember the first verse or I'd hit the first verse twice. Or we had uh, we had like two fans that like that knew every single word. So they always knew when they were standing in the front. If I gave them the look, that meant I didn't know what was coming so that I would see them speeding up in their head the lyrics that are coming, and they would feed them to me. <laughs> and it was like, yes, I have a teleprompter right in the front row. Those were yeah, always that humor
1: <laughs> prompter. They
0: were, those, were always, those were always like my tricks. If those two guys weren't there, I had to figure it out. But uh, So I was going to ask you what's next for Fern, but I feel like you already told me pretty much everything that's next, unless you got something else.
1: Yeah, man, I'm just, like I said, I'm always working on stuff. I, I got... I got a record I'm working on. Um, I'm working on film. I'm working on writing some more stuff with Ryan. I'm working on a game show. Hey. <laughs> I'm working on a. Yo, I gotta say that. Shout out to the game show I'm working on. Um, and so I'm in. The, I'm in the midst of. And I, the reason I'm gonna I'm partnering with Ryan on it too because what we're gonna do is we're gonna film it. We're gonna demo it. I guess that's the best way for me to present it is to uh you know get go to the studio and kind of get you know get a cast of what the game show would look like and, you know, set it all up and, and play the game and film it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so, um, and so I have a game show that I'm working on. It's, it's got a super culture, super hip hop orientated. Um, nice. Oriented, oriented. Who I'll knows? I'll Maybe let, it, I'll let it
0: slide. I'll let it slide.
1: Yeah. <laughs> you, you've been through some uh, things. But, we'll let it go. Yeah, man. Absolutely. <laughs> but yeah, man, working on, I just feel like writing is, I'm not limited to just writing rap. Um, I'm, I just always like one day I, when I wrote that game show, I actually wrote five game shows that day. I woke up one day and my boy Cameron hadn't sent me any production. He usually sends me something before I go to bed or before I wake up. So I have something, to, I do a wrap a day, so I'll have something or another buddy of mine will send me something. And so that morning I woke up like at 4:30, like I usually do. And, uh, and you know what? I hadn't received any production from any of my buddies. So I'm, I'm sitting down and I'm drinking coffee. And you know what? I Something came to me. I start thinking about I just start thinking about the game shows in my head. I start thinking about it. You know what I'm saying? Maybe I'm watching TV. I don't remember exactly what I was doing. But I'm, I start thinking about it. And then I just start writing them down instead of raps instead of having a rap to write i just started writing down all the details and all the yeah. even down to the camera angles even down to the camera angles uh cameraman will pan to, to the left while contestant is inside the yeah, uh, yeah. green room like like whatever i wrote down you know i gotta pull up my notes but for the most part i wrote down five game shows we narrowed it down to one and so i have one of those in in, in almost in pre-production Well, uh, we definitely have it written down and you know crazy. final stages of getting ready for pre-production just need COVID-19 to disappear so we could get to some stages get <laughs> to some sound labs and and just like flesh these things out but yeah man um the, the last thing that I think I, and I definitely got to get into and I'm sure that that will come obviously maybe with you know the arrival of the movie maybe it will come out around the same time maybe the book you know what I'm saying? Or maybe Ooh. the book drops before the movie, you know? um. But I already have the screenplay that I've been able to work uh, with and see it hand in hand. And it's um, it's just a pleasure to be able to write these type of things that become, you know, movies now. You know what I'm saying? We always talk about how, oh, we'll play on my song, it's a movie. Like, I'm literally going to be able to play a movie, my movie soon, you know what I'm saying? So it's just been fun that even though we've been kind of... um you know it's kind of stuck in this season we've all we've all been going through it but you know for those who are, have been persevering and continuing to push forward and just push for their dreams and push for their goals and push for this for their legacy and for their family and then let this time stop you or keep you stagnant um i salute y'all and for those who needed some time to rest and, and took this last couple months because you've been hustling, bustling, and you took some ton of rest, I salute you too, man, because um, it's a balance. You know what I'm saying? Somebody Absolutely. needed to rest. Somebody needed to find rest in this time. And um and I want to really stress that man because I know a lot of people been out there like hey everybody's been saying oh you better find a skill set or you better come out <laughs> the other side uh, of this with uh something new yeah man that's true and I want that too but like I said man some people really needed to rest and um and I'm really happy that um we've all been able to you know get what we needed out of this season whether it was rest or whether it was that la- that little kick in the butt that you needed that I needed you know, to do like a, a said podcast, which is, you know, that's another another one of my things that I've that I've been able to do. And um I'm proud to say that, yo, we charted. We we charted um number thirty eight yeah, United States that. Apple Podcast for music interviews. Um and so that was super inspiring, man, because I was going into it, you know, knowing that the people that I'm talking to needed to be heard by others that's how i went into it and so to see that people are receiving it they're giving it a chance uh that's an amazing feeling man it really is an amazing feeling so shout out to um shout out to my man c who helps me edit i have an editor on the podcast my man c out of new zealand and um it's just been a dope dope thing to see that grow man uh really uh really excited to see what what we get to do with that podcast especially as we um you know, go into video and, you know, really, you know, st- I'm starting to build my production studio for it as I'm starting to get a little passion, more passion for it, super interested in it. And and it's really bringing me joy. Uh, so I'm really like building stuff out a little bit and want to get the, the real short mics and, you know, set it up for after COVID disappears and all that. I can actually have people in studio and get these intimate talks in. Um, even though, you know, for those who know, and have been on the show, you know, we get these intimate talks in anyway through, through the Anchor app, but you know, it's nothing like being in studio, right, Jay? Oh. I can't wait to like, yep. you know, when I'm in New York, you know, I'm there and I pull up and, you know, it's, it's just, it's dope when, when I can see your coffee mug. You know what <laughs> I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, it, yeah. It, it's dope, it's dope. <laughs> it definitely
0: adds a new element. All right. So you have gone through all of the questions. So there only remains one question and everybody gets this question. And already this, final question. this this is this has become our kind of inside joke about you spitting some rare games. So this is it. What is the key to the survival of the artist in 2020 and beyond? Fern, the floor is yours.
1: Yeah, the survival, the key to survival, um, and I would say when you say survival, um, I'm instantly brought to a person like me kind of maybe more of an elder statesman in the hip-hop game Mm -hmm. um i would say adaption is key um putting away your ego and your pride is key knowing that if you want to be in this industry there's a certain way that the industry plays and so um you have to really think about what you bring to the table the value that you bring to the table um and know that you know the game is bigger than you and and Basically, you have a role to play. You know what I'm saying. So, you know, it's a big, well-oiled machine, and basically, you're a piece in the puzzle. And so, when you bring, what do you bring to the puzzle that's different? You know what I'm saying with so many rappers or so many artists out here. So, um, I really want to salute all the artists out there taking time, you know, to do to do their craft and do their craft excellent and um and chasing their dreams honorably and not just like, you know, um getting their girls' tax returns <laughs> and making a mixtape. <laughs> um but actually just working and doing their thing and you know really like you know getting that honorable bag and and you know paying their studio time and you know maybe helping mom with what she needs or whatever it is that they got going on but um you know for the most part always chase your dreams responsibly you know pay your bills don't don't be a bum um because <laughs> you're saying you're a rapper you know what I'm saying um shout out to all the rappers out there that really like you know Whatever they rap about, they, whatever they say they rap about, they're doing. Um, I like those rappers who have no cap and they rap. And that's one of the things I stand proud about. Um, anything you ever hear in my raps, I've done it, I've lived it, or well, I'm about to do it in five minutes. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and stuff that I'm about to do in five minutes, that's the good stuff. <laughs> the other stuff that I lived, those is bad stuff. <laughs> but um, it's, just been, it's just been an amazing time um, to be able to grow in the industry you know what I'm saying? Make a couple mistakes here and there, but I had the passion and I had the foresight to continue because I knew where I wanted to be. Um, and then me and my partner as well in our business endeavors, we knew where we wanted to be. We literally wrote down five-year, 10-year goals. We're working on our 10-year goals now, literally. Um, so I tell any artists out there, you know what I'm saying? New rapper, old rapper, you know, uh, staying relevant in 2020. You know, there's rules. to to this game as far as, you know, working it as far as there's, there's just certain things you just have to do, um, which, which doesn't mean compromise or anything, just regular work things, put in the work things. There's regular, just put on, get in that dirt, put your hands in the dirt and, and and put in the work, um, uh, like recording the music, uh, you know, getting the buzzes on social medias, you know what I'm saying? Doing the rounds on the blogs, whatever it is that you have to do to get your name out there for the most part. Um, you know we we were blessed to come around the blog era when you know a lot of blogs were super heavy and getting music out there, you know, depending on what it is now, you know a lot of freestyles again, a lot of super dope hip hop shows are you know allowed it, allowing artists you know to get access you know to to show themselves and show their artistry and you know in the era of Instagram and Instagram stories, mm-hmm. you really uh you pretty much have it all at your fingertips, man, you know so um if you, if you start to get the hang of how the social media works, man, and have a really good product, good talent, you have a dope brand, and, you know, you just really have the passion, you got it in you to be a go-getter, man, it's going to work out for you, man. And obviously, you know, there's always one thing that you have to keep in the middle, and that's God, you know, follow your heart, uh, and make sure when you follow your heart, it's, it's because it's after God, you know what I'm saying? So any heart that's after God, you can follow that, you know what I'm saying, You got. He got your best interest in mind at all times. And uh, and uh, at the end of the day, man, you know, that's why we do it. We do it for him anyway, regardless if there was five or 5,000. And we're literally being tested now because we don't have any fans. So for those who are still persevering and um and and when I say we don't have any fans because we're home, shout out to all the misfits. Shout out to everybody that holds us down and has allowed us to live our dreams by being artists and showing up to our shows and singing our lyrics and buying our merch. We love you. We couldn't do this without you um and we miss you guys we know it's gonna be crazy even when the shows do get back because social distancing is still probably gonna be a thing but um
0: they can all wear their you know what I thought in the crowd you already
1: know i'm wear the aware mis- i'm no listen 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 mf doom is one of the most popular rappers right jay yeah i'm why why wouldn't i wear a mask i'm gonna have i'm gonna get something made that I, that looks fire but like with n95 technology and I'm just, because you can rap on I mean, them. I, I tried. I already tried. You can rap with the N95. <laughs> you can do it. And so I'm going to get something made because think about it. You never thought about this. I'm going to give you one more gem on this show. You never thought about this. <laughs> go, when go, go, go. You ju- but you've seen it, but you've seen it. Justin, when you go to a rap concert and you've been on stage, whether you were taking pictures or they just let you be on stage, how many droplets are coming out of rappers' mouths? Mad drops.
0: And especially uh, people oh and people sharing uh, 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 microphones, people spinning on the same microphones, son, and their mouths want... touching the microphone.
1: I need. I just need you to say that because I already know that. So I need. I you know what I mean? And, and maybe we'll do a part two, and I'll be able to come back and show you some insight from my experience of how concerts are doing post COVID. Because I don't know how venues are going to be able to do it with social distancing, and you know, obviously, people are going to have to wear masks in the venue you know what i'm saying because they bring your own what mic. do you do when you go what do you do when you go to a concert you sing your 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 favorite songs of your artists with them Yeah. and so it would just be a droplet a seat a droplet
0: hey right? man you're you're on something yeah. you need you need to yeah, make a special mask time, that has your beard covered gonna up have too.
1: To, yeah <laughs> it will, you know masks are going to be mandatory at concerts and uh I'm interested to see what a concert looks like, but I was thinking about it like for the most part with social distancing, I wouldn't be surprised. And I'll use us for example, like if um, they start to open up certain things, uh, you know, a little bit of traveling or whatever, that maybe capital would fly us into the cap, you know, over to our record label and they would set up a stage. We would do a concert and we, you know, we, we would stream a concert. I would think that maybe Uh, concert streaming is really going to start doing something yeah like travis scott is doing like some sort of animated situation on Fortnite, like five shows five days wow so leave it to travis scott to figure out how to tour (laughs) during this you know he's the biggest touring guy ever i'm like man he stayed on tour forever and he's still finding a way to kind of tour right now so i'm thinking virtual tours um holograms uh, you know what I'm saying? Uh, I'm trying to think virtual reality, all types of different things are going to play a part, but definitely like, um, streaming concerts in empty venues. Like we would yeah. go record our whole concert and people are just watching it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But, um, because social distancing, that's going to change the way restaurants beat people, the way they bring the food out. You know, I'm thinking even in restaurants because you even think, how are people going to start to go back to restaurants with, with everything, with germs, with everything? You're going to need to get the people's trust. And, you know, like, I think things are going to change down to the to the point that you would put a camera in every restaurant's kitchen, a live webcam camera that you could log on to the restaurant and watch the, the chefs cook.
0: Make sure they're doing <laughs> then, everything the right way.
1: And, to, and yeah, and, and it, it will be just for the trust of the people at any given time. Betty could log on to to vinnie's pizza and see that everybody's wearing their mask, everybody has gloves on. Oh, I love this place, you know what I'm saying, but um it's a different world, man. The world literally changed overnight, but you know what we're we're gonna do it we're gonna we're gonna move forward we're gonna fight and uh and we're and we're gonna continue to bring good music man uh I thank God for this kind of like resurgence of creativity because for me um. Even though you know I'm aware of everything that's going on, I don't let it overwhelm me, um, and I still allow myself to be able to function. So I consider myself blessed because I know there's other people not not able to function as well uh, during these times. So um, I consider myself really grateful and blessed. Me and my wife are able to, you know, work and you know still, you know, kind of still mm-hmm. still still have some hu- human to uh, some normalcy, a little bit of normalcy, even though. In the midst of a pandemic, man. But it's been a it's been a crazy time. But I look forward to see the resilience and the reemergence of the arts post COVID.
0: Word, and you heard it here first: Social Distance Club Misfits coming twenty twenty one. Led by, <laughs> oh my god, led by Fern. Yep. That's the name of your tour. That's going to be the name of the tour social distance no actually
1: actually we, we we just dropped the name of the new album it's going to be called feared by hell you get that first too i mean they made oh, an announcement i
0: i meant to i have to write about that today i did see it i did see it before i yes. didn't get a
1: chance to do it imagine bro like last time we was on the end of the night we was uh devil's worst nightmare and now if we're devil's worst nightmare you know what i'm saying and with everything going on like trust you man we're standing firm we're standing in the pain harder than ever before like we're feared by hell. I don't even, it's it's not even a thing. Like we're, we're going so hard now. We're going to like, we're, we're literally trying to shake the game. Hey,
0: I believe it, man. I believe that you guys are the ones me. to do that. All right. So everybody, this has been episode 23 with Fern of social club. Misfits laying down mad knowledge, giving mad gems, giving mad exclusives. Uh, stay tuned. Check out his podcast as well. Fern plug that podcast real quick
1: listen you can check me out on all social media um follow fern on twitter that's at follow fern fernie underscore sd on instagram and fern checking on you is the podcast so on instagram and twitter fern checking on you that's the podcast um, got a link tree on there with the bio uh, in the bio with the link tree um you can see uh all the connections all the different platforms where the podcast is located everything's set there appreciate you guys. I love you guys. I appreciate you Justin for giving me some platform, some time on your platform. Um, yes, sir. To just talk and have a great time, man. I hope I didn't mess it up.
0: Nah, you <laughs> you were great. <laughs> you were great. Off the cuff is always the best. All right, everybody. Yeah, man. So, till next time, I don't know who the person's going to be, but this one is Fern. So, be sure to check out this Fern episode and check out his music, learn his story, then check out his podcast. I will see you
2: all later. Peace. Better guys.